0: session with Dr. Farid Kholakou.
1: Good evening. Welcome to In Session. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Terlaki and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Joining me tonight is a very special guest who I'll introduce to you shortly. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or like my page on Facebook to get updates on the show or suggest topics or books for the program and the shows are uploaded at the end of each week to my SoundCloud page and podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let me introduce you to my guest tonight. Katane Vahdani who I'm very very happy to have on the show before I bring her on let me tell you a bit about her so Katane Vahdani is a director animation creator storyteller and a professor she was born in Iran but came to the United States in pursuit of her dream to have a voice and be free. After receiving a degree in mathematics, she enrolled at California Institute of the Arts, spending seven years studying animation and earning her master's degree. She later continued her education in Paris, France, Katana animated films that have been screened at many festivals, including the Sundance Film Festival and the New York International Film Festival, where she was named Best Director of Animated Shorts. Katana's feature film concept won the first prize at Cartoon Connections, and she was nominated as one of the top directors to present her film in Tokyo, Japan. She worked for many years in the story department at Walt Disney Animation Studios, and also taught story, design, and animation at Cal Arts and College of the Canyons. Katana is currently directing and creating an animated feature at Netflix. She's also teaching an animation course at a school in Kenya and East Africa. And in the summer of 2020, Katona's first picture book series, Cat and Juju, was published and translated in different languages around the world. In 2021, Cat and Juju received two nominations for Kids Book Choice Awards, and both Cat and Juju were nominated for Favorite Illustration Character. So quite the bio for quite the individual. Katona Vahdani, thank you for joining me tonight.
0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Farijan. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank
1: you. I'm very, very grateful to have you. And I should thank our mutual friend, Shidan, who introduced us and allowed for this to happen. And I got to hear some of your life story and also about your work. And that's what I'm hoping we can share with the listeners today. So I I did share your bio there and there's a lot you're doing and a lot of great things you're doing now. But maybe we can start back
0: Yes. In the beginning, back in the motherland, yes. how it all began.
1: Yes. So, um, as I mentioned in the bio, you were born and raised in Iran. Iran. Maybe tell us a bit about that and and your pursuit of wanting to be an artist, but growing up.
0: Of course. There. Um, first, I want to say, um, Shidan Jun, if you're listening, thank you so much for connecting me to Firejun, and I'm grateful again to be here. Um, I uh, yes, I was born in Tehran, Iran, and um, my major actually was mathematics, but when someone asked me, oh, so how did you transition to art? So, as uh, many of your listeners, they may know or may not, uh, you know, Iranian culture, we are the culture of poetry, of of art, and mm-hmm. uh, so... I grew up with that culture, and I, the, one of the first books that uh, I was around three, four years old, again, I couldn't really talk, but they um, gave me the book Goodbye, Picasso, and it was in English, but then I was looking at all the pictures, and so again, uh, my parents both, uh, they are architects, and my mother was very much into designing, and back in the day, you would draw things on the paper. so. I grew up watching um, my family draw and again with the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to school in Iran, they, um, you know, unfortunately, I would say, um, even though our culture is, is filled with poetry yeah. and art, but they very much celebrate uh, other careers. They mm-hmm. always say, become a doctor or become, you know, an architect or a lawyer and just draw on the side. Uh, there's also a stereotype that I hope we be able to break this. And they always say those who study um, art, they are not really smart or Mm. brilliant, which is unfortunately discourages a lot of creative artists to pursue that, especially women. Um, But luckily, I grew up with an open-minded family, and uh, I went to Tisushan in junior high and then in high school. And for Tisushan, again, my main focus was... uh, uh, mathematics and what is Tushan is actually for those listeners who don't know, it's a, a school that uh, here they call it like magnet, yeah, I believe, I right? But it be it's very yeah. hard for people to get in. But mm-hmm. the reason I say this is because let's break the stereotypes that you can still be great at mathematics or other things, but. If we choose to choose art Mm -hmm. as a career, I hope uh, if any parents here listening that they have young children who want to pursue art, maybe we can encourage them. So um, anyhow, I remember that I want to share just one story is it uh, uh, there is a big exam was coming up. We call it uh, Konkur, which Mm -hmm. is the exam before university. And in Iran, they take that exam really seriously. It really uh, tells you about your future, whatever score you get. And um, I remember we were at my grandma's house and my grandma asked me, Kat, what do you, what what is your dream? What do you Mm want to do in the future? And, um, I just, for that moment, I was like, I'm just going to be transparent. So um, all I knew was Walt Disney. I Mm -hmm. didn't know anyone else. So I was like, or I didn't know Disney Studios or anything. So all I say is, I just want to do what Walt Disney did. Mm. And then um, I swear a couple of weeks after that, um, the fax machine started working and all these papers came in and uh, even though in the past, again, I heard uh, many times that going to America—forget about that—only happens in America. But when these fa- the f- the papers came in, we translated them. They were in English. We translated them, and we found that our green cards got approved. So wow. uh, sometimes I say you gotta say your dreams out loud to the universe. You never know. Sometimes mm. the impossible become possible. So
1: wow, yeah, it's uh, you know you mentioned so many. Of course, it's your life. That itself is very important, but important points about cultural uh, issues that, you know, play a part. And I always think it's almost funny that in the Persian culture, we celebrate most our artists from the past. But if someone wants to be an artist now, we're so against it and prevent them. And sadly, as you said, if we're giving that message, we're going to keep a lot of our great minds and great artists out of doing art. And that takes away so much from culture and society that we would miss out on and so disney or being like walt disney was your dream and it'll feature in your story as we'll get to later on in the show today in some good and not so good ways uh but so then you're now coming to the united states as a i believe teenager right i mean around
0: Yes. Um, first, I have to say I'm yeah. so grateful to my warrior mother because mm. just getting the green cards like we had to go to Turkey for, you know, for the interview. Yeah. And then uh, just, you know, the sacrifices she made for us to really uh, come to America. And again, we came with few suitcases and uh, the whole transition, I always like to say, you know, Even though a lot of times in animation you would think like, oh, everything is a happily ever after Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I like to be truthful here and honest that, uh, you know, even though uh, I said my dream out loud and somehow the universe listened and our uh, green card was approved, which my mother applied for that uh, like 10 years before that. So when we came to America, it wasn't all, we say, you know, happily, like butterflies and rainbows. And we um, came to America, and uh, I am grateful that one of, um, in L.A., one of my mom's friends, uh, uh, we call it Auntie Mahvash, (laughs) and and she's not my real aunt, but she's family to me. She's my second mom, and she uh, opened uh, her door to us, and we stayed in a room, and uh, even though, again, my mother was an architect, but she started uh, to work from ground up, and uh, I, at that time, wanted to help out. So even though there's, like, parents' pride that, Mm -hmm. no, but I uh, started working in a grocery store, and Mm -hmm. I was the bagger, and I had some shifts in the morning to clean toilets, and so I remember those times that, to my classmates, like, in Tisushan, they're like, wow, Kat went to the land of Mm -hmm. the free. But truly here, uh, there is this transition time. you were yeah. in a different world. We couldn't really speak English like fluently. I knew grammar here and there, but I couldn't really put sentences together and I was trying yeah. to cope. So um, I asked um, my mother, I was like, you know, we sacrifice so much. I really want to follow my dreams. So what is the best animation school? So again, all I knew was Walt Disney yes. and what, uh, he has done. So we did a little research and then we found out that Cal Arts was a school that Walt Disney built mm-hmm. and Cal Arts in a little further, um, from Los Angeles in the city of Valencia. And, um, so my mom's friend drove us there. And I remember the moment I arrived, I saw a picture of Walt Disney and I told my mom, this is it, this is it. And I was so young, I was under 17. And, um, so yeah, I, uh, we went to talk to a counselor and they told us, come on, she's so young, but mm-hmm. in Iran, as you know, education is so important. So I had all my degrees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to, th- this is actually a good story. I want to say because it hopefully gives, uh, our viewers, um, some sort of a hope. I hope Mm -hmm. so. So I, uh, when we talked to the counselor, they, um, told my mom that, you know, she's so young and also like all her drawings is all about buildings because I always looked at my mother and, and they're like, Oh, she doesn't have any anatomy. And, Mm. and again, they're like, okay, how can how would she see anatomy? And they said, oh, we have some free classes. At that time, CalArts offered some free classes on Sundays. So we're like, yeah, of course. So the first time my mom dropped me off, and again, it wasn't part of the school, it was a free mm-hmm. class. And I went there and everybody was much older, these like sophisticated artists who just want to draw figures. And I uh, suddenly saw a man and a woman and a bulldog. They came in and everybody mm-hmm. started clapping. And again, <laughs> me coming from Tisouchan, I'm like, oh, they are perhaps the best students. Uh-huh. And and then they went on on stage and uh, the man started taking off his shirt and then the and I was like and I remember I. I Put my head down. And I was like, my mom's gonna kill me. I'm in the wrong class. Yeah. So every Sunday, <laughs> I wouldn't say anything, and my mom would like drop me off, and I kept drawing like the heads of the humans and and definitely uh-huh. the bulldog. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just keep drawing the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but there was a gentleman who was uh, an older gentleman who was sitting uh, next to me. And he was actually sitting on the ground, and he had a paper, and he would put a stick, like a branch, into the ink. So all of us, we were with charcoal, Mm -hmm. and he was like putting a stick into the ink, and he was like drawing big. And I was mesmerized by the way Mm -hmm. he was free. Um, His name was Cole. For those who went to CalArts, they know he was um, a legend and uh, the the most loved uh, person who unfortunately passed away. But uh, so... He noticed me because I kept looking at him and I was comfortable to draw what he was doing and again, admired his the way he felt free. So one day my mom picked me up um, and uh, Corney asked uh, my mom what is her story. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother tried to explain my situation and he said, okay, the registration has passed. I'm one of the judges at CalArts. I give 48 hours and if you guys finish a portfolio submit it and let's see what happens and the first question my mom asked, "What is a portfolio?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you go to an art school, uh, art uh, store, and then you get these." At that time, there were like, again, there was no online something. We would get yeah. these booklets. So I remember we went quickly to uh, the store, and it was after hours, and my mother was banging on the door, uh, the Blick store, the mm-hmm. art store, and it was like my daughter's future. Open Aww. the door, my daughter's. And they first were like, "Mom, we're closed. My daughter's future." So they mm. opened the door. We got the portfolio, and I remember. Remember that 48 hours I always share this story because um, you know I am so blessed to have such a mother she stayed up with me and I remember there was one moment that I fell asleep on the drawings and she woke me up and she said it breaks my heart to wake you up but this will change your life so 48 hours I stayed up, I kept on drawing and I put everything in a portfolio and I submitted it and a month passed and I didn't hear anything and I remember I had to shift 6 in the morning and at that time I had to clean the toilet and here in America when you have to clean the toilets you have to sign your name behind the mm-hmm. doors in some of the grocery stores. So I signed my name and my mother always taught me whatever you do, do your best. So I signed my name, I came outside, I was pushing the shopping carts back and i remember at that moment i was like i am such a loser mm. everybody thinks i have arrived and i'm you know my dreams came true but i'm cleaning toilets and i'm pushing carts and and that day at that low point when i felt again this is it you know i'm officially the loser i went home and there was a letter from CalArts, and it says, congratulations. So I went to CalArts. At first, I would go to my classes with a tape recorder. I, again, had to record my teachers' voices, come home, and listen, again, to their voices with the dictionary open and understand. But I went there for seven years, got my master's, and yes, I graduated from CalArts. Yes. And
1: as I say, the rest is history, but thankfully we'll get to hear more about uh, the history of what you experienced. And it's so wonderful to hear your story. Thank you because you're also a storyteller but now we get to hear the story of your life and so Thank after you. the break we'll, we'll get into more of what happened after CalArts and what's been happening since then Wonderful. Uh, very pleased to be joined tonight by Katana Vahdani we'll be right back welcome back again joining me tonight Katana Vahdani and uh, Katana we were just talking where you were sharing about your story from Iran, coming to the United States with dreams of being an artist, and the challenges of just even getting your education at Cal Arts, and what you went through, and so maybe you could tell us about you know there. I know we know you. are at some point ended up at Walt Disney Animation. So how did you get from being a Cal Arts student to? Then uh, getting to Walt Disney, which when you were you know young and your grandmother asked you was in a way a dream of yours to some extent or to be like him. So tell us that story of how did you get from A to B in that point?
0: Yeah, so um, I actually after graduating CalArts, uh, a lot of people in uh, the animation industry, they actually... Um, you know, they don't care about the degrees and mm-hmm. all that. But again, being Iranian, like, we really care about the degrees and the education. So that's why um, I stayed at CalArts for seven years. And I have to say, um, one thing I hope one day we achieve is free education. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, elsewhere we have free education, but I hope one day in all countries we have free education. So seven years at CalArts was uh, tough. And again, because it's... Um, a school that it's well known, you know, people come in and then they go to the industry. Mm-hmm. But I, after I getting my masters, I um, still wasn't ready. Even though that, I again, I, by that time I knew Walt Disney wasn't alive. Uh, before <laughs> that, I thought he was still alive, but uh, I knew he wasn't. But I um, was still wanted to learn. So I um, got actually one year. I went to uh, Paris, France, and I tried to again. Um, learn more. And when I went there, I start to challenge myself and I start to draw with both hands. I started to invent blind animation, which is another story, but I really try to push myself to creatively think outside the box. And again, after gaining, uh, you know, the, the, the knowledge that I thought I had at that time, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to the industry. And I was blessed enough that uh, I started at Disney Feature Animation. And uh, again, I was, I started at the trainee and we were, uh, you know, in the story department. And right away, I would say I came in uh, with the attitude of, I am here and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, finally the dream came true. But very soon I realized when you work for, you know, big corporations, especially Mm -hmm. the ones that have a brand to protect uh, and, uh, you know, a minority woman comes in and, and, you know, she's young and, you know, ambitious and uh, perhaps want to offer something new. I realized that I don't have that freedom. And uh, again, I worked with incredible artists and, uh, you know, filmmakers and uh, storytellers, uh, and I've learned a lot, but uh, I think the part that crushed me, and I and I hope, I, again, a lot of people talk about it. This is not just, you know, um, for Disney. This is just in general that in uh, education system, a lot of times, especially, let's say, uh, for art, they just talk about, like, be artistic, you mm-hmm. know, be you, keep, you know, um, keep flying. And, and so we do that, but they don't tell us about, the politics sure. in the real world and, you know, all these things. So I came in with a girl who like, hello, and then suddenly they're like, sit down, please. You know, and I mm-hmm. think um, I, I needed some time to, again, adjust with, with that. But the part that was uh, heartbreaking was at that time, um, and this is many years ago, I um, Again, it was a different time. I would say now we see a lot of stories about diversity Mm -hmm. and authenticity. At that time, things were very different. So... And not only for women, again, minority women, they want to share their stories. And I remember always at Disney, I would be like, you have salt and pepper. What if I bring saffron and chili flakes symbolically? <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're fine with salt and pepper. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so, slowly I realized that light in me was mm. dimming, um, that creative light. And um, so, there was a moment, actually, um, I was talking to some of my mentors at CalArts, and they're like, Kat, we see a change in you. And so I actually left uh, Disney and I tried to, again, make my own uh, films and my shorts on the side. And then later on, of course, financially, I needed to support myself, too. And I was uh, grateful, again, that I went back to Disney. But this time I went to Disney TV. But at this moment, I gave up. I gave up on my dream. Uh, and, and sometimes they say, be careful with your dream. So maybe I'm lucky. Actually, it's not maybe. I say for those of us who reach our dreams, even though it's not as sweet as we thought, mm-hmm. but the fact that we reached it, it's a blessing, right? So at least we gain knowledge. So I went back to Disney TV, but at this time I was like, I'm never going to share my stories here. Uh, Disney will never, never listen to me. Um, and uh, I remember many times before I was sharing my ideas, they were like, oh, that's really interesting. You really think outside the box, you're, you know, and I'm like, isn't that good? And they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, maybe. So at Disney TV, I brought my position really down, and at this time, mentally, uh, you know, I came to this country, my mother sacrificed so much, and I really felt like I'm here to share stories that hopefully can make a difference, Can I can bring that authentic perspective. And I'm finally at a studio that Walt Disney built. And and Walt Disney is no longer here. And um, I am a nobody. And I'm so... At Disney TV, uh, it was very hard. Again, I worked with um, some of the most incredible artists that to this day I, I, I still call them my friends. Uh, but mentally i feel like i got um abused in a way creatively mm-hmm. and uh yeah and but i stayed i stayed because you know sometimes when you're like this is the dream you just don't want to let go of it mm-hmm. so i stayed and i stayed for many many years um
1: yeah it seems like you you know it felt you thought it was going to be your dream and it maybe seemed like when is it going to feel like the dream but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it exactly your whole point was to be an artist to express your voice and you couldn't do that
0: and i'm gonna share something now that Mm -hmm. maybe could be triggering for some but hopefully for those um maybe it would be something uh so i um you know when creatively i feel like my mind was nurtured, and there was a lot happening again with the change. And, um, my parents went through a very ugly divorce and my, my father disappeared. It's been 22 years. We don't know where he is. So he may or may not be listening, but, um, I, there was a lot that was happening that I feel like, especially in our culture, we don't, we learn to cope with things and hide things. And a lot of times if we show a lot of emotions they're like oh are you okay or oh like come on grow up or there Mm -hmm. is this uh you know don't be so naive don't be so sensitive and uh so i became um i was at disney and i became suicidal Mm. and i um again it's a taboo for you know again in our culture to even say that thing but i want to say it openly um you know, and sometimes also there is these things. Oh, maybe this person is looking for attention, which is very sad. Again, I feel like sometimes when you're knowledgeable, no matter what, like if you have a degree, you know, in uh, mathematics or this and that, like suicide can mm-hmm. be anybody's uh, issue. So, for those of you who are listening, I actually want to directly say this to you: If you are right now going through a dark time, and um, you know, I. I always say, you know, a lot of times they tell us, come on, get up, like, look at your life, but it's not that simple. So right this moment, I sit in the dark with you, and all I can say is, I promise it's going to get better. And if there are anyone out there who knows someone who is going through something, You know, again, the best thing you can do is to sit in the dark with them because the worst thing is when you feel suicidal, you feel alone, Mm. you feel invisible. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I say, you know, these days the world is so divided. Um, We feel a lot of pain, you know, everything's changing. So just reach out to people. Sometimes we're like, oh, I feel like that person is going through something. It's just sometimes it's a phone call away that, hey, Mm -hmm. I think about you. So anyhow um i don't want this to be uh, the, the sad moment but i think this overall point is important so yes. i um yeah but one day something happened that changed my life so um yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't mind you know thank i first want to just appreciate and acknowledge that you thank shared you. your you know your story and that like you said it's the it was a sad time a dark time of course um but dark times are part of our human experience Mm -hmm. and and we all go through them not necessarily to the same degree not in the same ways but if we can feel more comfortable showing that darkness sadly we have this idea that you should always show the bright and the smiling and the happy and so if you are down for many people they think that must be hidden no one wants to see that I should feel even ashamed or bad about you know being sad and you know I I loved what you said about that darkness because you know, a lot of times we can't make someone's life bright, Yes. but we can sit with them yes, in the dark. Yes, that's it. And oftentimes depression and feeling suicidal can be this, as you said, a very lonely space. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you're not going through it alone can make it more bearable. That's it. And if we can offer that to each other and also ask, it's can be so hard to ask for help. Yes. And my, you know, experience from you of what you've shared is that you're someone who maybe takes care of themselves or always wants to take care of yourself and others and I have some of that myself, so maybe I'm projecting or maybe I'm just seeing that. But mm-hmm. it's often so hard for us to ask for help because we yes. think we should be able to handle it all on
0: our yeah, own. Yeah, and it's almost like, you know, you don't wanna um, disappoint mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. ones you love. Like my mother, for example, like went through so much so Just, Mm. you know, but um, but I want to, again, tell you the pivot moment, the point that. So, um, again, I my mother was aware and she really wanted to help me. But again, this was something that I was going through this journey. And um, I there was one day it was Mother's Day and I uh, my mother's like, please, for me, Kat, let's go. Uh, outside so we were driving to Santa Barbara City Mm -hmm. close to Los Angeles and uh, we stopped by to buy strawberries and suddenly I heard a chirping and I looked down and there was a baby bird who had no feathers and the person who was selling strawberries is like oh yeah that bird fell from the nest normally the weak ones or the ones who are excited to fly they fall nobody notices them the mother bird tries to save them Mm -hmm. but she can't and at that moment, I look at that little birdie, and I was like, I'm that little bird. My mother's tries to save me, but i am we both are dying. And so I picked up that little birdie, and in our language, Farsi, we call little birdies juju. So I called it my juju, and I put it close to my heart. They say you know, all um, babies, no matter, you know, whatever form, human, animal, when they listen to the heartbeat, they feel calmer. So I kept it close to my heart and I raised Juju and it became actually a wild, meaty bird mm. who would sit on my shoulder and uh, I, yeah, and um, you know, we would go to work together and, uh, you know, at some point I got into trouble because Juju was pooping everywhere, but <laughs> but still it was so cool that I was raising a wild bird. So uh, anyhow, yeah, I um, saved this bird and he became uh, my best friend. We were mm. opposites, but then uh, the day came that Juju grew, could fly, and it was one night at the gas station that Juju flew away. And we stayed till morning, and uh, in morning I actually tried to come to my shoulder, but it got close to me to sit on my shoulder, mm. but then he flew away and became... A dot in the clouds and at that time i had a choice to either go back to the dark place mm-hmm. or just take a step and i just said you know what i'm gonna be strong i'm gonna take one more step even without juju we helped each other i let go of my juju and um yeah so i went back i went back to uh Teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been teaching before that, but I stopped because of this mental challenge. And I went back to teaching. And I, I say in my classes, we sometimes save fallen baby birds. And so far, we have mm-hmm. raised. 14 baby birds and sometimes in my classes birds fly from head of one student (laughs) to the other so if anyone ever finds a fallen baby bird you know who to contact Yes,
1: you can contact Vahadani here. yes find her on social media find her somewhere but that story you know looking at the time we have to just go to a commercial break but so much of what you shared is so powerful thank you That when you are in your lowest moment, and it's such an interesting thing because you think that's when, and we do need love and support when we're there, of course. But sometimes the thing that helps us is that we see we have purpose by helping someone else. And so even people that are depressed, sometimes they'll say, asking them to do community service or do something for someone else. And they might be surprised. Like, when I'm this down, I feel this alone. That's when I'm supposed to do something for someone else. But it actually, first of all, it enlivens us and sees how strong we actually are to take care of someone. You can feel responsible to help someone else and also takes the focus in a negative inward direction to a positive outward direction Uh, but I think it's so amazing and then you know the analogy of the birds and flying away and and there's so much that I think we can unpack and also how Juju is now now I guess it is the inspiration from that first bird and all the ones that came after that first bird that's turned into a a international book and we'll get into that after the break so again I'm joined tonight by the wonderful Katone Vahdani we'll be right back Welcome back. Again, I'm joined tonight by Katana Vahdani. Um, Katana, you were sharing your story, and we, again, I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing what you went through, because uh, as we've talked about actually before off the air, when we make things taboo, people suffer in silence. But if we talk about mental health, if we talk about suicide and these very real issues that humans go through, we can hopefully make it where there's at least some, you know, a decrease in that suffering but you shared what you went through and really in some ways the origin story of juju which we'll definitely get into some more as well but you did say that around that time you went back to teaching
0: yes so um after juju flew away again i chose to look at that again the art of loving something so mm-hmm. unconditionally and me and juju were you know we were in different forms, right? One a wild bird and the other is a human, but uh, we were both surviving, helping each other. So I think the learn to love something unconditionally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let go, it's a a big lesson that I had to learn. And um, uh, again, I went uh, to teaching and this time I think I saw my students who I call my birdies You know, many of them, they come in and they have traumas and they're vulnerable. And again, the class was about animation and storytelling. And, you know, for someone, when someone goes through a dark time uh, and all the traumas, uh, almost like if any of you, again, I, I would like to directly talk to you if you're listening and you had a lot of childhood dramas, traumas, and you know, they call you sensitive or, mm-hmm. but actually that could be a superpower. Yes. It's almost, you can pick up on mm-hmm. others' pain and others. Mm-hmm. So I try to use that, um, I would say, knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and in my classrooms, I think I could see things that a lot of my students would go through. And again, some days, oh, this person is shy or oh, this person, but maybe they're not maybe they're going Mm -hmm. through so um when we start saving the fallen baby birds we would bring i would bring them to class and uh again there were some classes that we had birds sometimes luckily there were no (laughs) we didn't find any fallen baby birds they were all happily in their nest uh at least i like to imagine (laughs) and um so just when they saw birds fly from head of one student to the other there was this uh idea that it's gonna be okay right Mm -hmm. like let's share our stories let's trust each other and yes a bird's going to land on your head and it's going to maybe poo but <laughs> we're going to continue sharing the stories and we're in this together so um it's it i still say um to me education is so important i always say um you know if one thing i think can change the world is education and storytelling mm-hmm. i believe these two um i said one thing but there're two things <laughs> and they go hand in yeah. hand and uh, yeah, so um, I changed this story into the children's book, Cat and Juju. And uh, again, Cat and Juju book series, the first book I, um, came on Amazon in 2020. I work with incredible editors at Amazon Publishing, Two lines uh, Publishing, which I'm so grateful for. And um, so again, there's something about... The, the children's book that in few pages I had to share a story. And, and mm-hmm. our audience were five to seven-year-olds. Um, so this was just the seed of the idea. Um, but uh, afterwards, um, you know, other studios start hearing about this. And um, I'm blessed that Netflix saw potential and uh, potential in me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they asked me that cat. Uh, you know we would like you to come and uh, work with us so again at that time my position was I brought my position as I said that Disney really low and I was like wow they stay wait you want to hear my stories Mm. they're like yes and I'm like I can bring the chili flakes and (laughs) saffron," and they're like yes you can be authentically yourself so uh, I'm just so honored to be at Netflix and they are trying to uh, Netflix animation they try to really be a game-changer Netflix and Netflix animation we see with their content are risk-takers they allow uh, storytellers to share their mm-hmm. authentic stories they empower us uh, I'm just uh, honored to be um, part of Netflix and it was hard to let go of Disney let me say uh-huh. you know but this is a lesson um, Reach your dreams if you can. And, you know, sometimes even though you love it, if it's not right, you got to let go. And I let go and came to Netflix.
1: Yeah, because I think, you know, our dreams, I think in general, of course, we all have these like, I want to achieve this goal. And it's very concrete a lot of times. We're seeing it from far away. And then sometimes when you get there, you might see it's not what you thought you saw from far away and what you actually wanted, what your dream actually is, which was for you to be happy and to share your voice. It wasn't there, you know, and it might have been a stepping stone to get to that dream or one part of your journey. But I think we can get so attached to our dreams because of what we thought way back when that even if we're not enjoying something, yes, because we're clinging to that idea of the dream, yes, even if our experience isn't good, we still cling to the idea 100%. and might even suffer or be unhappy, but think, no, no, this was your dream. So you have to like this rather than recognizing really what your dream was was more of a it was driven by values or ideas or yes. you know certain principles and it wasn't happening at disney and it's it's good but you're right it's it could be so hard to let go of what we think is our dream even if it's hurting us you know kind of like a rope that's like hurting your hand it's like pulling on you but yes. you feel like you can't let go and i think that's wonderful that you were able to do that and now really it seems like your dream is coming true even more that your voice is being heard absolutely
0: and i would say you know i like to think of it sometimes you know things happen for a reason Mm -hmm. so right now i'm going to take advantage of this moment and say maybe the reason i'm here tonight uh on this incredible radio show to speak with you is maybe for is for one person who's listening so if you are that one person And you're doing something that in your heart, you're like, I know this is not for me. I know Mm -hmm. I'm not fulfilled and I'm not happy. And maybe maybe this is that push. Maybe I am your juju at this moment. Mm -hmm. And to just tell you that it's okay to let go. And uh, we know in our heart what. Would be right. So, and again, if you're a storyteller who want to come to the animation industry, I always say we gotta empower each other. We gotta open doors. So, um, I am in touch with um, our Netflix uh, recruitment team, and I actually uh, share a lot of uh, Swana artists or artists mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the Swana region, uh, again, Southwest Asia and uh-huh. North Africa, with our recruitment team. So uh, I would like to uh, tell you that please reach out to me and, uh, you know, we would love to share uh, the name of the artists all around the That's world. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yes.
1: I think I I, feel like I have to give a special shout out to my cousin Roya Shahidi. She's yes. in animation. I guess yes. you've connected with her. Then also her mom, uh, my... Azita, Hada, Azita Yes. She actually also, another reason why I'd bring her up, I know you you and her connected, but also she also paints and draws birds yes. and does an incredible job with that. So there's a connection with the drawing birds which I think is, is pretty cool. Uh, but I think what's so awesome about what you shared. I think it's so interesting because I work with clients sometimes and what I sometimes find is because change is always scary for us as as just beings, but as human beings, it's always scary to change. And sometimes I've recognized that when you ask people what's their dream of what they want to do, especially mm. if they're already in a career or doing something, they're almost afraid to think it or speak it because they know if I recognize and actually acknowledge my dream, that means I have to go through a lot of changes like it's, it's one of those ignorances bliss even though it's not which I'd rather not know my dream because then I can just say comfortable and do this thing I'm doing mm. because if I actually acknowledge my dream I might have to change so much and really go for it and I'll know that I'm not going it's for it in that way. It's funny
0: order. you say this because that's the first question I ask anyone mm. who joins uh, my team at sure. Netflix or at school the first question I ask them is what is your dream and I think actually Sometimes I know what you're talking about yeah. but also saying it out loud what's your oh, dream yeah. it's almost like you allow yourself to yeah. hear it so yeah. Uh, I think that would be a lot of times we're like, oh, how are you doing? What right. what are you working on? And we're really on the surface, but really mm-hmm. getting to know someone and say, what is your dream? Tell me about your dream. Yes. And even though it's like a crazy dream, uh-huh. still say it out loud. So I think yeah. um, it's it's interesting you said that yeah. that I say it out loud. Yeah, I think people
1: should. Say, yeah, you know, you, but I think people are sometimes afraid to say it because they, you know, if I say my dream is to do blah blah blah, and then you know it. And now, if I don't do it, I feel like oh, I I know that's my dream, and I'm not ma- I'm not even doing anything to make it happen. So yeah. it puts a pressure on us when we acknowledge our dreams to be like oh, now it's up to me to do the work to make it happen. But
0: I think we all can. I hear what you're saying, and we all can support each of other course, too, right? Absolutely. So I think one thing with uh, you know Kat and Juju, that, or I learned from my Juju, is we can be each other's Juju's, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So um, again, the the way we can connect, especially these days. Uh, you know the world as i said the world feels so divided and uh you know what happened also in 2020 and so we uh and we're still going through it it's uh you know we we can be each other's jujus and mm-hmm. reach out to one another to share that empathy support each other's dreams yes. if someone's going through the dark times sit in the dark with them but again just call people just Mm -hmm. reach out to people say I just want to see how are you doing I think that's yeah yeah.
1: well I think you know there's so many beautiful aspects to the cat and Juju story. Thank you. But what I think is you know it's kind of that cliche line where people like they have a dog and like oh I don't know if you know I rescued the dog or the dog rescued I me. Mean, <laughs> it's a cheesy cliche thing, but in reality the truth of when we help someone. Yes. And that's you know what I think is so beautiful is for asking for help is you're also giving them the opportunity to be the helper, which everyone deserves to be on both sides of that exchange. But you know sometimes like when you help someone you really do you know you say like and I'm sure as a teacher you've experienced as I've experienced you're like. I feel like my students teach me more than I learn from them. Absolutely. And so it's just like that's, that relationship, these things are so dynamic, but sometimes we feel like we have to be on one side, only get helped or only be the helper or this. But I think everyone needs and deserves to be on all sides that we all need that to really achieve our dreams. So I think you're absolutely right. We need to ask for help. We need to also reach out to people and see if they need help yes. because we all at some point and in some aspects of our life are going to be on both sides that are need, both Sides of that.
0: And I just say also those who are maybe seem to be so strong or seem to be so happy, like, Mm -hmm. you know, even those, there are people who hide, right? Um, I say, my mother, I I love her. Um, She is, if she's listening, I like to say her name, Ashraf Hamati, I love you. I'm proud of you. Mm. And she always tried to be the strong mother for us, but I know she feels so much. And mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, I just uh, hope one day I'll make her proud. And I love also my little brother, me, my little brother, and my mother, we are the the triangle here. who mm. We're holding each other. So
1: thank you. Oh, that's very sweet that you shared that. I think a lot of people can relate to that many cultures but definitely in our Persian culture this sense like you have to be strong you should never need especially I think moms but it could be dads moms, dads, yes but I should never need anything I have to take everything on my own never show that you are not okay and I think you know that's why on the show I try to talk about issues that recognize the human experience as something that we all have ups and downs there's no if you do this you'll never be sad again or unhappy again and I don't think you even should want that life but there's no way of you know doing that and it's a struggle and it's a journey and it's a process but what can make that process more bearable and also make it that we can actually even go further it's that you know African fraud proverb if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together yes because if we support one another and reach out and help one another that's when the real dreams come true and so i think that's why i think the cat and juju story captures that in a way and it was obviously your own experience of how Mm -hmm. you know was it you that saved the bird or the bird that saved you in some ways and you helped the bird spread its wings but the bird also helped you find your wings again or find your voice exactly and and now
0: all my students my birdies and so um, again, we all have wings. We can help each other, and yes. uh, we can reach out to one another and be each other's juju. Yes,
1: and I could keep speaking with you for for hours, but oh, we me do have to wrap up <laughs> to end the Thank show. You. And and I really appreciate you for sharing your story, but also we all get to see you spread your wings and the art that you've created and continue to create. I think everyone hopefully will look out for your animated feature on Netflix, which will be coming out sometime soon yes maybe we'll have to have you back on when that's coming out thank but you you can also get the book cat and juju even in a few languages including spanish i think you said was it korean in turkish, turkish korean yes yeah you can get that on where can people get that amazon and where else? on
0: amazon they, uh, it's on amazon. on amazon it's available so yes
1: check that book out but a big big thank you thank you for joining me Katone vahdani um, it's really been a pleasure.
0: Thank you all. For, thank you to you and to everyone who's listening. Thank you for your time.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to Amir here in the studio. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delaqui. Have a wonderful night.